Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. To learn more about the program and our church when you download our free Living Truth app. Now here's part three of Pastor Michael's teaching in Ephesians 1, verses 9 through 14, called Signed, Sealed, and Delivered. Look at Ephesians 4, verse 30. Ephesians 4, 30. It says this, This Holy Spirit that lives in you, Ephesians 4, 30, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Ephesians 4, 30. By whom you were what? Sealed for what? The day of redemption. What's the day of redemption? It's the consummation of all things that Paul's been talking about in Ephesians 1, verses 9 through 14. It's the summing up of the times. The day of redemption is the day when God redeems. The fullness of our redemption comes in and you have been sealed until that day. There's so many people that worry about their salvation. You know, can I lose my salvation? Do I belong to Christ? Well, the seal that has been given to you is a mark that will be with you until that day of redemption. Now go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Now notice how powerful this idea is of this seal. 2 Corinthians 5, look at what it means. Verse 1. For we know that if the earthly tent, which is our house, is torn down, this is an analogy of our current human body compared to a tent. The older you get, the more you can see that image coming to fruition. <laughs> Tents are temporary. They get holes in them. They get blown around, they wear out, they wrinkle. Well, you know what I'm saying. Anyway, if this earthly tent, which is our house, and it's our temporary house, is torn down, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For indeed, in this house, in our current state, in the body, we groan, longing to be clothed with our dwelling from heaven, inasmuch as we, having put it on, shall not be found naked. For indeed, verse 4, 2 Corinthians 5, while we are in this tent, we groan, being burdened, because we do not want to be unclothed, but to be clothed, in order that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. Now he who prepared us for this very purpose is God, who gave to us the Spirit as a what? As a pledge. Now there's our word again, uh, that we're going to see in verse 14, that's God's promise, the, the word is arhaban, his down payment. The Spirit is a pledge. Now, this context is the resurrection body. Uh, he's given us the Spirit as a pledge. Therefore, in light of this truth, what should we be? We should be always of good courage, knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We are of good courage, I say, and prefer rather to be absent from the body, the tent, and to be at home with the Lord. Therefore, we, may, we ha also have as our ambition, this is our goal, whether at home, currently in the body, or absent, to be what? To be pleasing to him. For we must all appear before the bima, that's the Greek word here, the, the place where God will give rewards, the bima seat of Christ, that each one of us may be recompensed for his deeds in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad, and that word for bad actually can mean that which just doesn't measure up or worthless. The Bema seat is not a place for the judgment of sin. Where was your sin paid for? 
at the cross. But we are all appear before that bima to receive a reward. Now in Philippians, if you'd go there. So 2 Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, look at chapter 3. How many of you enjoy the Olympics? The Olympics uh, were around in Paul's time and there was a second uh, competition called the Isthmian Games, Philippians 3.12. Paul liked sports analogies which are some of my favorite in the Bible. Philippians 3, verse 12. Not that I have already obtained it or have already become perfect, but I press on in order that I may lay hold of that for which also I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. Philippians three thirteen. Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. The imagery there is of stretching out to the tape at the finish line. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Now commentators say that um, at at the games, on special occasions, back to Ephesians and we'll finish, the emperor himself would be there. And he would be on an elevated platform called a bima. And at that time, they didn't give away gold medals. They gave away wreaths of flowers if you won a competition. The flowers would certainly quickly wither away. And on special occasions, the emperor would be on this elevated platform called the bima. And if you won the competition, he would give you an upward call. He would call you up to the platform to reward you with winning the race. And Paul says in 1 Corinthians 9, 24, don't you know that all run in a race, but only one receives the prize. Run in such a way that you may win. That's our response to the grace of God. We've been sealed. God is going to finish what he started. He's going to bring you safely home. But the question is, how are you going to run in the meantime? That's up to you. Let me say that one more time. He's going to bring you safely home. The question is, how are you going to run the race in the meantime? That's up to you. That's up to me. The Holy Spirit is the king's seal upon your life. It proves his ownership. And the seal was a transference of an image upon the wax. And Jesus Christ is conforming, God is conforming us into the image of Jesus Christ. How does somebody know I'm a Christian? They're going to see the image of Christ in my life. They're going to see the fruit of the Spirit in my life. That's what God is doing. And in order to make an effective impression in the wax, the wax has to be soft. And we often talk about in the Christian life, if I really want the transfer of that image to show, I need to be soft and pliable before the Lord. Now, we can be hard-hearted sometimes, let's face it. The, The Gospel of Mark says that the... Disciples had not yet learned the lesson of the, the, the fish and the loaves. Their hearts were still hard. And that's why Jesus sent them into a storm to soften their hearts. Sometimes we go into storms and God caused them to soften our hearts. See, God wants the wax to be soft so the image can be clear so that people can see that we belong to God For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Your spirit inside of you is getting an inner testimony if you're a Christian. You belong to me. That's what God says to his children. You belong to me. But I failed. 
you belong to me. But I come short, you belong to me. The constant witness of the Holy Spirit is that he's bearing witness with your spirit or your soul that you are a children of God and if you are children, then you are co-heirs with Christ and the Spirit's role is not to condemn Christians. Yes, to convict us, not to condemn us, but according to Romans 8, one of his primary things he's saying to us is, you belong to me. You belong to me. And we have another voice sometimes, don't we? The devil, right? And the world and the flesh. And we know how that works. But the, the spirit is saying, you are mine. There's an impression in the wax that's very tangible. You can, you can experience it. You can understand it. And that's what we want the world to see. We don't want to put on a show. We don't want to try to act. We don't want to be a hypocrite. When the Holy Spirit's working in your life, it's evident. Amen? Amen. It's clear. You don't have to force it. The more time you spend in the light, you'll shine brighter. Billy Graham said of evangelism, evangelism is just simply the natural overflow of a heart in love with God. That's it. That's why I share the gospel with people. Not because I have to knock on 20 doors to make sure I'm saved. Not because I have to ride a 10-speed with a, you know, a name tag to make sure I'm going to be to the highest level. Look, there's some sincere people doing that, and I'm not here to mock them, but I'm here to say that's not the Christian life. The Christian life is I live the overflow of grace. I'm saved by grace, and that's why I share it. I want you to know God is good. Now, the Holy Spirit, final verse for today, is given as a pledge of our inheritance with a view to the redemption of God's own possession, to the praise of his glory. What has God given us to ensure that we know that we're really going to end up where the Bible tells us? Now, we could say, well, his word is sufficient. If God makes a promise in the Bible, you can take it to the bank because the Bible says it's impossible for God to lie. That's pretty cool. And the word impossible means exactly what it sounds like. He cannot lie. So you could say, well, we got it in his word. Cool. But God does something extra. He makes promises to us. They're all over the Bible. Why does he make promises? He can swear by nobody higher than himself, so he swears by himself. And he says, you know what? This is good. I'll swear. I'll make an oath, God even says. And in Hebrews 6, that oath is the promise of our hope in Christ. But one further. Not only does God write it in the Bible, not only does he make promises in the Bible, but he decided to make his pledge himself. His pledge to you is his presence in your life. And the word for pledge, arhaban, in modern Greek means an engagement ring. That's God's pledge. I'm with you. Now, in the ancient understanding of the word, arhaban means a down payment. Now, you've all been asked to make a down payment before, right? We, sometimes they call it earnest money. So you're going to buy a house, and they say, I want 10% down. Your house costs, costs $300,000, you put thirty grand up. Why? Because the lender says, if you put the money up, then we know your heart's in this. You can sign something, but if you really want to know if someone's heart's in it, ask them to pay something up front, right? So thirty grand, you know, $30,000. 
right? Could be 60, 20% down. You're making the commitment. Well, God's earnest money to the Christian is his Holy Spirit. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. Michael Lance says it at the end of each week, get to church fellowship is important. If you live in Southern California, make sure you visit the church Pastor Michael has the honor of serving as senior pastor. Living Truth Christian Fellowship is in the city of Corona on 1009 Arsenal Way. You can learn more about the church on walkintruth.com. If you listen to Walk in Truth and you're nowhere near Southern California, Pastor Michael would ask that you make an effort to get into fellowship. Being alone is needed sometimes, but it's not the way the Lord would have you live. Pastor Michael and the whole Walk in Truth team pray you get to church this week. And learn more about Pastor Michael Lance, the mission of Walk in Truth, and our church at walkintruth.com. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. A name tag to make sure I'm going to be to the highest level. Look. There's some sincere people doing that, and I'm not here to mock them, but I'm here to say that's not the Christian life. The Christian life is I live the overflow of grace. I'm saved by grace, and that's why I share it. I want you to know God is good. Now, the Holy Spirit, final verse for today, is given as a pledge of our inheritance with a view to the redemption of God's own possession, to the praise of his glory. What has God given us to ensure that we know that we're really going to end up where the Bible tells us? Now, we could say, well, his word is sufficient. If God makes a promise in the Bible, you can take it to the bank because the Bible says it's impossible for God to lie. That's pretty cool. And the word impossible means exactly what it sounds like. He cannot lie. So you could say, well, we got it in his word. Cool. But God does something extra. He makes promises to us. They're all over the Bible. Why does he make promises? He can swear by nobody higher than himself, so he swears by himself. And he says, you know what? This is good. I'll swear. I'll make an oath, God even says. And in Hebrews 6, that oath is the promise of our hope in Christ. But one further. Not only does God write it in the Bible, not only does he make promises in the Bible, but he decided to make his pledge himself. His pledge to you is his presence in your life. And the word for pledge, arhaban, in modern Greek means an engagement ring. That's God's pledge. I'm with you. Now, in the ancient understanding of the word, arhaban means a down payment. Now, you've all been asked to make a down payment before, right? We, sometimes they call it earnest money. So you're going to buy a house, and they say, I want 10% down. Your house costs, costs $300,000, you put thirty grand up. Why? Because the lender says, if you put the money up, then we know your heart's in this. You can sign something, but if you really want to know if someone's heart's in it, ask them to pay something up front, right? 
So 30 grand, you know, $30,000, right? Could be 60, 20% down. You're making the commitment. Well, God's earnest money to the Christian is his Holy Spirit. It shows the authenticity of his promise and the authority of the purchaser. The Holy Spirit, NIV, is a deposit. He is a deposit. It's not a what, it's a who, God, guaranteeing our inheritance until when? Look at verse 14. Until the redemption of those who are God's possession. Remember we looked at last week the idea of redemption? We already belong to God. He simply bought us back. The, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, Psalm 24. Everything already belongs to God. We are his possession. Now some people think, that's unfair. Well, it's his planet, his air, his earth. He's the one who created you. He gave you a heart. He gave you a circulatory system. You sinned against him. Then he sent his son to die for you. And people say, that's a bad deal. <laughs> what? That's a pretty good deal. He gave you life. He gave you breath. He gave you everything you have. And then he saved your soul. And then people are going to go kicking and screaming and say, how did I end up in hell? Uh, what more did you want him to do? He's given you free will. You have to ask him into your life. The seal of the king assures our protection. We are going to end up where he intends us to be. Praise God. Amen. We are going to end up where he intends us to be. I want to close with 1 Peter 1, and we're done. 1 Peter 1. So be of good cheer. I know this life can throw lots of curveballs at us. And sometimes life can change on a dime. You're skating one day and something happens and it's not good the next. 1 Peter 1. And so God has made a promise to us who are trying to navigate this life and sometimes we're, you know, the picture of cargo on the ship, the sea gets rough. Spray goes in our eyes. It can be bumpy. Peter rejoicing in the same way that Paul did in 1 Peter 1.3 said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his great mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to obtain an inheritance which is, would you notice this? Imperishable, it will never perish, never spoil, undefiled and will not fade away. It's reserved in heaven for you who are protected, you're going to get to that destination, by the power of God. Think of his seal, think of his Holy Spirit. Through faith, that's how we appropriate it, we believed, for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice. This is our promise. We can take it to the bank. Even though now, for a little while, if necessary, you've been distressed by various trials. That the proof of your faith, being more precious than gold, which is perishable, your salvation will not perish, even though tested by fire, may be found to result, see if this sounds familiar, in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for your holy word. Thank you for the promises that are yes and amen in Jesus.
Thank you that the guarantee that you gave us is your Holy Spirit. He's bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, we are heirs, co-heirs with Christ. Paul does say after that that we will suffer. Uh, Life is not going to be a bed of roses even after becoming a Christian, but we have the security of having your seal of ownership, and we will get to our intended destination. The Apostle Paul, in the last chapter he wrote, said, he will bring me safely home into his heavenly kingdom. And Lord, that, when that day comes, there's going to be great rejoicing. And so, Father, help us to hang on while we go through this life. When we have good days and bad days, help us to realize that this is a short stint. We're simply passing through to a, a greater place, a greater country. And we need the eyes of faith to live effectively, uh, live out the promises of God. So I just want you those of you who are here tonight, those of you who may be listening later by uh, internet or radio, just take a few moments right now to just meditate on the word of God that's been shared. Maybe you need to stand upon a promise that you heard tonight. Maybe you need to re-stand upon that promise. If you're an unbeliever here tonight, you don't have that witness of the Holy Spirit because you don't know that you're saved. You can be saved. If you've heard the message tonight, respond in faith. Put your hope in Christ. It's something like this, and if you want to pray it right now, pray it out loud. Don't wait another moment. Something like this. You don't have to have a perfect prayer. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Thank you that you died on the cross. Thank you that you rose again from the dead. I repent of my sin, and I trust in you. Please make me your child. Forgive me of my sins. And fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. Father, thank you for those who may have opened their hearts for the first time, those who have rededicated their lives to you. We're just so grateful. So grateful for your love and goodness to us. And I just pray that your promises, your goodness, the power of your Holy Spirit would wash over the precious people of God tonight. Minister to their needs, assure their hearts, bless them, strengthen them in every way. In Jesus' name I ask. Amen. You've been listening to Signed, Sealed, and Delivered, Part 3 on Walk in Truth. And that was the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 9 through 14. Don't forget, if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Walk in Truth is on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and we'd love to connect with you. It's great to meet our listeners, and not everyone can visit the church here in Corona, California, although we recommend you do. But either way, please connect with Walk in Truth on social media. And thanks. Now here's Pastor Michael. Well, part of the beauty of who we are in Jesus Christ is that we've been sealed with the Holy Spirit, who is the down payment guaranteeing what's ahead. And there's a a word in this uh, language for uh, a modern word, for an engagement ring. And when one gives another an engagement ring, it's a promise of what's ahead. It's looking forward to a wedding date, but more than that, in the ancient world, it really meant you were married, but it meant it meant a commitment for a lifetime. You are the one that I will love forever. And the fact that we are sealed by the Holy Spirit says the, the exact same thing by the one who will never stop loving us. I will love you forever. 
His love will last forever. And that is the beauty of being signed, sealed, and delivered. And all three are there. Um, You know, we are in the kingdom. Our name is in the book of life. We are sealed by the Holy Spirit to the day of redemption. And it means we are delivered from the consequences of our sin, which is judgment. We're not going to pay that judgment. Jesus paid for it at the cross and through the resurrection. And it is finished, paid in full. And we're free. And that's the beauty of this teaching in Ephesians. We are free. Well, Paul is going to pray a prayer for the Ephesian church at the end of Ephesians chapter one. We've entitled it, Open the Eyes of My Heart. It's a prayer that we would our eyes would be open to all that we possess in Jesus. And boy, we need that because this world can be tough and sometimes we get kind of blinded to who we are and we get a little overwhelmed by the shadows of this world, if you will. Well, we're going to have a wonderful prayer to study on the next several programs together. Open the eyes of my heart. It's also an old uh, praise chorus that many of us know. And uh, we'll be studying that starting tomorrow right here on Walk in Truth. Excited to jump into that, that together with you. So we'll see you right here. And one more reminder that Walk in Truth is a listener-supported program. Thanks to listeners and church partners like you, we're now on three more radio stations. So praise God about that. Hey, if you're a longtime listener, please become a partner of at least $5 a month. You can visit walkintruth.com to donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. And join us tomorrow on this station for Pastor Michael Lance's teaching in Ephesians 1, verses 15 through 23, called, Open the Eyes of My Heart. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.